Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. This is a bittersweet episode. It's the closing of one chapter as this is the season finale of season two of the Wellness Wonderland Radio. But don't you worry, I promise you I will be back with free inspirational content continuing to be produced because I just love this too much. I love talking to these amazing people and I already have pre-recorded episodes for season three on this very computer just waiting to be edited and produced, as well as countless interviews on my calendar with inspirational people that will find their way back into your earbuds this fall. But in the meantime, catch up on old episodes by visiting the archive page on my blog or in iTunes if you're new to the show and go back and listen to all the great episodes and really catch up. Or if you've been listening to the show since the beginning and you've been with me, I also encourage you to do that too and go back and re-listen to your favorites because not that they've changed, but because you've changed and you've gotten more inspired since they've originally aired. I've been known to listen to inspirational content on repeat until it becomes part of me and be until it really is ingrained in my mind and I can use it in my life. So without further ado, let's kick off this finale episode with our review of the week. If you haven't left a review for me over on iTunes, I would super appreciate it if you could run over there, launch the application, and leave me a review with your feedback. It brings more people to the show, which is exactly what we want to do, right? So this week's review comes from Rockaline, and they write, I adore Katie's radio show. She has a sweet, curious spirit, and she interviews the very best people. I love her soothing voice, her juicy questions, and her commitment to service. I always feel deeply nourished and cared for after listening. Check out Katie's YouTube channel and her blog. I can't get enough of this girl, XOXO. Thank you so much for that review. I am smiling so big. I love that you love my YouTube channel. That's like my favorite place to be, other than the Wellness Wonderland Radio, of course. So let's get into this. No more chit-chat. Let's get into this finale episode. This week's episode is very special because I have, in Wonderland, the woman who literally created the teacher we all know and love, Gabby Bernstein. Yes, literally. Her mom is in the Wellness Wonderland, giving her own sage wisdom about being the spiritual running buddy of Gabrielle Bernstein and raising such an inspiring lady. And she has so much wisdom that is unique to herself that I am so excited to share with you. So I hope you guys have an amazing day and week and little while until I am back with you in the wellness wonderland behind the podcast mic. So in the meantime, keep in touch with me on my blog, thewellnesswonderland.com. Explore old episodes and 
get in touch with me on Facebook. It's The Wellness Wonderland on Facebook, and I'm at Katie Dalebout on Twitter. So let's hang out and talk about how inspired we are, like I always say. So enjoy this week's episode, and I promise I will see you guys very, very soon. And one more thing. I'm taking some time to create some really cool projects for you guys. There's a book coming out of me and some really cool things that I can't wait to share with you. So thank you so much for giving me this space and this time to be able to create and hibernate. And then I promise you I will be back behind the mic with more inspirational and free content. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am so excited and grateful that Susan Spivak is here. She is a healer, artist, yogi, and a mother. And through embracing spirituality, Susan has healed herself and is on a path to inspire others in so many amazing ways. She is one of the coolest people that I have talked to in a while. We were just chatting before the call, and she's awesome. And she's inspiring others, including inspiring her daughter, who all of us here in Wonderland know, my spiritual guru, Gabrielle Bernstein. So (laughs) Susan was a major inspiration and source of light in Gabby's life throughout her life. And so now I am so excited to soak up some of the inspiration directly from her, So her expertise encompasses a whole lifestyle approach to creative living and living an authentic life. So I am so excited to be talking to her because I know she is chock full of deep wisdom and I'm just excited to have an amazing real conversation. So hey, I'm excited too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Um, So you're so welcome. I really am thrilled and I'm thank you for asking me. Yay. All right. So I guess let's start here. Zoom the lens back. And I want to know more about your background. Maybe you could let everyone know about now, you know, I would definitely say you live in your version of the wellness wonderland. But how did you find your way there into being a yogi and a spiritual woman? Could you kind of talk us through that? Um, I think that um, I think that I came to it because I needed to come to a place where I had more in my life than just everyday, what appeared to be everyday life when I was younger, because my younger years, um, when I grew up in Vermont, were kind of drab and plain and pretty, you know, pretty, but, um, you know, the kind of upbringing that I had, it was fine, it was comfortable and everything, but um, it didn't have enough um, what I need, because my, my style is that I'm... I'm very eclectic and I like all different kinds of arts and color and and uh, books and, you know, music. And, and I really needed to uh, open that up and my parents didn't really quite know how to do that. And so I think I came to it because of that. I just, it was kind of a need. And um, when I was young, I, I met interesting people. I met a woman who um, was a... I I sort of sought people out, and I always do wherever I live. I seek out people who are spiritual. I seek out people in my community, wherever I am. I seek out the people that that seem to have a different, more um, earthy kind of life than I was brought up in. So 
that's how it all began. And I sought that's out a woman. Yeah, I sought out a woman who was a um, a psychic, and she she kind of opened up my channel when I was young. That's really interesting that you say that you did that, you know, on a small local level of finding people who vibed with what where you wanted to vibe and were more earthy. And I think that's interesting because now, you know, with the internet and with social media, it's a lot easier for us all over the world to find people who are like-minded or where we want to be. And, and it's kind of interesting that you were doing that at a local level. Well, I've, I do it every time. I've moved a number of times and every time I move, I, I basically sit quietly and um, ask for grace, to, you know, the grace to just open it, open me up to the right people for me to be drawn to and to keep me from not being drawn to people who really won't be right for my life. So I, I usually find that happens. It's almost like I find the right people and everyone else kind of isn't there. You know, they yeah. just, yeah, they're not yeah. Visible. I think Gabby talks about that a lot, you know, of with, with your friendships of, you know, you call into the – you attract in your likeness and you attract in the people who will bring you higher and the other people just sort of fall away, the people who would bring you down. And I think that's – I love that. That can kind of be the first takeaway from this for people of just mm-hmm. – you know, saying that prayer, whether it's on a local level or even, you know, who you connect with on social media now that our, our being able to connect with people grows and grows and grows, I think it's even more important to kind of set that intention like you were saying, which I think right. is really awesome. Right. And, uh, you know, certainly now because I'm, you know, I'm older and I, I am fairly savvy with the social media, not as savvy as some of you guys are, but certainly, some, you know, I could learn more, but... I'm pretty savvy with it, and and I do find that you're totally savvy. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> you're so fun. Anyway, but you know the things that I do know have definitely put me in touch with a lot of different and unusual people, which I love, and um, you know, and also ways to to get people to see things that I do, and you know, I just find that you know, going back to your original question, you know, it's like everything in my life has always been because I I needed to grow more. Yeah. And if if I was in a situation where I was born and then I lived in the, a little kid body and I was living in this town that was kind of okay but not, you know, it was, was was what it was. It was fine. But then as I grew up and had started having more consciousness, I knew I needed more and then I needed to grow more. So I reached out and found like sort of the fringe periphery of my community. And I've always done that wherever I live. I always find the, the fringe people, the people that are, artists and spiritual people and, um, you know, earthy people and, you know, whatever it is, I always reach out to that. And then I settle back from that and go, okay. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think, um, for me, you know, it's something with Wonderland and what, you know, I've tried to create when you create communities online, it's like, I can hand pick the people who I think are cool, regardless of where they are in the world, and help bring them together and at least bring them into my life. And I think it's really cool to be able to do that in a big way, but then also locally having those people around you that you can actually touch and drink a cup of tea with and hug, right? Right, or or do, or, you know, like do some work with or, or, you know, teach a class at their studio or... You know, not just so much that you need the money, but you want to help them make money. So you bring yourself to them. And, you know, whatever it is, I I feel that, you know, so much of my life has been about 
I'm a Pisces, so a lot of it has been about serving, and I, I, I seem to really in, like to serve. So if I serve someone, I feel like I'm healed. Mm-hmm. And then I also feel somehow, I don't, I don't ask for it, but somehow I usually get a lot back from my service. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's not like I, that's why I do it, but it does seem to come back. If I serve, I feel like I'm healed. I love that. I think that's, yeah. you know, it, it goes back to what your daughter says all the time. You know, she quotes that on San Suchi quote that says, if you're feeling helpless, help someone. And I think um, that's really obviously been true in your life. I love that. Yeah, that's been a big, a big, big part of my life and continues to be. And probably that's my raison d'etre, you know, my yeah. destiny is to be that way. And in some cases, it's been tough because I've had relationships that I thought were good and they didn't turn. You know, when I was younger and I didn't have quite as much, um, I didn't have quite as much of a filter. You know, I have a real good filter now, but when I was younger, I didn't have as good a filter. You know, sometimes you pick up some people along the way that you think are good for you, but yeah, it ends up not being the case. And it's funny. I have a yogi that I have known for a long time, and um, he's just a good friend and. At one point, he lived with me, and he's just a sweet, I mean, not as a lover, but as a, you know, roommate, and he just, every time anything happens where that kind of thing happens, he just goes, oh, you're so lucky that that person's out of your, out of your lexicon, out of your life. You're so lucky. You know, so rather than feeling bad about losing someone in that situation, yeah. I just feel like, oh, yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Relationships are assignments, right? And it's yeah, all that, about what you learn. Does Debbie definitely sees that? You know, I always saw the relationships as mirrors. You know, mirror reflections of whatever it is you've got to learn and grow with. And um, I think that's how I raised my children to understand that pro- that particular. You know, there were things, a lot of things I couldn't help them with, but certainly that type of thing. You can never help somebody go through puberty. It's like they got to do it their way. <laughs> You know? Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, I tried, but, you know, that's one thing as a mother, I mean, other than trying to keep them safe, because, you know, there's so much out in the world now that can really, really, really harm young people that are in puberty and, you know, in that period. And I, and I believe me, I worry about it a lot for young people who have young, like teens and stuff like that, because there's just so much going on. I hate to be negative, but, you know, I know about it because my friends deal with it. And, um, so I, I, I guess it was always like when I had the opportunity, it just always seemed to come out that there would be something spiritual that would come out of me that would say, you know, well, you know, that person, like when they were young, even, well, that person's, you know, that person that you're feeling this way about Gabby or that person that you're feeling this way about Max, you know, it's just like they're a mirror to you. There's somebody showing you something about yourself, maybe that you're not comfortable with. Yeah. So how much did you vacillate between finding balance or how did you find the balance between letting them find their own path and guiding themselves there? I know Gabby speaks a lot about you sat her down on a meditation pillow when she was younger and then eventually she found her way back to it. But how did you as a mother choose to bleed that your path onto them and help them with their own lives? Well, I really just did it because it was my path. Mm. And they they were surrounded by me doing it. 
there, there is no way of saying to your child, come sit here with me. This is going to make you feel better. Right. It was really Gabby as with, you know, when she finally got sober and all the different things, it's kind of Gabby's, Gabby's a very willful um, girl. And she, she was from the time she came out, you know, and she's very demanding and willful in some ways, but very, very, but, but beyond, I don't want to use a negative word like demanding, but she's, she just, I always knew she would be, you know, not the easiest little girl to raise. And, you know, and on that level, um, she, she did what she wanted to do. You know, she didn't really want me to, to tell her what to do. But when she reached a point where she knew she needed help, she knew where to go for it. Mm. So you really led by example then, and you just kind of – yeah. Gabby always says, be the light, and it seems like you really just did that for your children so then when they were ready and needed you, they could come to you. That's right. That's I think exactly that's correct. great advice for any – any parents and just anyone who is excited about what they're doing and wants to share it. It can be overwhelming for people who maybe aren't there yet and just do keep doing what you're doing and they'll see how happy you are and and they'll come to you, right? Well, that's what you hope. You know, that is definitely what you hope and pray as or pray for as a parent. You hope that your kids will get the get the better part of you. You know, not everybody gets that lucky. Not everybody has a kid that doesn't have issues and problems that could lead them to a, a different direction. I mean, I think that I was very lucky. I have two really normal as in normal, as in, you know, didn't have any, uh, you know, any major, major issues, you know, kids that managed to, you know, that, that had the sensibility and the intelligence to pick up on the good things around them at some point or another. And I'm grateful for that. Um, prayer is a very, um, a very strong and powerful tool. And I certainly have used it in my life as a you know, as a positive way to ask for grace and ask for something, ask for help to bring in, you know, whatever I need. And oftentimes, sometimes it has been to help the kids. I love that. I love that. So switching gears a little bit, I know that you are an amazing artist and a really creative person in general. So I would love to know how you spark your creativity and how you stay inspired and how you enjoy doing the work that you do being an artist? Well, um, I, I learned recently that, you know, I mean, not recently, but I've learned over the last, you know, many years I've learned that, um, that you're an artist and then, any, and then you sort of stretch out from that, you know, it's like that's the middle. And then you kind of go, when you finally realize that you are an artist, when you finally realize that, you know, you're not just somebody dabbling in this dabbling in that, doing you, you actually have a creative mind a yeah, mind yeah. that is able to accept the muse in is able to accept the energy from outside yourself in so that you can then turn it around and and make it blossom into something that is either pretty or sounds good i mean my first art that i did was music you know my first creativity was music and then when i did children's music and i was kind of involved in the children's entertainment uh, business, I, you know, I found that th I really, that's where I really opened up the muse in a big way when I had to write certain types of songs, because I would get these requests for like, you know, write a song about magical shoelaces, because the company that I was with wanted 
um, they they just wanted you know to have a logo and shoelaces to sell, and I was like, I can't magic shoelaces, and so I had to go to, go into my space and I created um, laces that lace to the sky. Cool laces that are going to make me fly, and it's a song that you know it's one of my very favorite children's songs that I ever wrote, and um, I have many, but. You know, I definitely, the muse came to me and I wrote that song. And it, like I said, there have been many songs for children. I think that was my calling, really, was writing songs for children. And then, you know, I've written premises about other things. But, you know, it was a fairly successful business. And I have, you know, some cassettes that I have to turn into uh, CDs one of these days when I get around to it. But so um, I think, and then as years went by, um, I ended up, getting involved in more of a, you know, jewelry design and um, crafting. And, and as I did that, I, I, once again, I was living in, many years ago, I was living in an apartment where we were renting for a year, and it was in Florida while my dad was passing away. And during the time I was in that apartment, I didn't have any friends um, because, you know, a lot of these apartment buildings didn't really want to embrace people who were renting because they knew they'd be gone the next year. So, you know, I just sort of got myself into jewelry design and really seriously got into it. And so through the years, I've just been obsessed with it. And I love it. And as far as, um, you know, I try different types of things. I've learned all kinds of techniques. I'm teaching it now. I've made all kinds of things. I always sell things. Um, I, you know, even when the market, you know, I kind of try to figure out the marketplace. You know, like, you know, okay, people aren't buying much, you know, high-end jewelry these days. So we'll make some things that are pretty that, you know, they can afford. Or So I guess I have a business mind as well as a creative mind. Mm. I think that's important and definitely something that, you know, passed off on, on Gabby and her work where it's like, you know, she's a very, very spiritual woman, obviously, but also brings that spirituality into business and into PR. And, you know, she always says God is her publicist. So I think that that's, that's important to just approach things in an authentic way of what do people need? And I'm going to figure out how I can give that to them. And I think that's really yeah. interesting that that's something that you do in, in your work as well. Yeah, she's very disciplined, my mm-hmm. daughter. She's um she's extremely disciplined and and when she latches onto a concept like that, she does everything she can to live within that concept before she before she's able to really I think I think I may be wrong about this. I'm thinking that maybe she does that before she actually shares it with others. I think that's part of what I do too. It's like it's like a, you know when you're a teacher, which in many ways that's what she is. Yeah, and, and you know, and a teacher of teachers, um, I think what happens is, you know, if you're if you're like Gabby and, and like me, or like anybody who has that feeling of wanting to do it right, and do it right the first time, and do it, you know, and do it with pizzazz and color and authenticity, I think you you really have to spend a significant amount of time boning up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess speaking of of Gabby, as a mother, I would love to know how it has been for you to see all of the success of your daughter and her on this path and knowing that you were such an influence in teaching her how to meditate and and 
teaching her kind of these concepts by example when she was younger? Well, um, you know, I didn't know what was going to become of her, but I knew from the very beginning, like I said, from the time she popped out that no one was going to get in her way. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, there were a few times when I was concerned and wasn't living in the area and had to really make my way back because, you know, as children grow up, you can't just hang around them all the time. And I had to make my way back into her life, and it was around the time that she made her changes. But I made my way back, not really knowing the depth of what was going on for her in terms of her problems, but, um, you know, enough so that I think she saw that um, – I cared a lot and wanted to see her happy. And, um, and I think that was maybe, I don't know if this is the answer to your question, but that was maybe one of the pieces of the gestalt pie that played into, um, you know, her really getting that, you know, her really seeing, you know, how I came to, to help her with that, um, as best I could, because as I said, you can, you know, you can do all kinds of leading, like the the old adage of leading the horse to the water, but, you know, yes. you just can't make them drink the water. I mean, that's going to be their trip, you know? And so I prayed a lot on it. And I don't know, did I answer your question? No, you totally did. I just, I guess one more thing I would love to know around that point would just be, you know, I would love to know how it feels for you to oh, how it feels, see her yeah. on the stage, like jamming and, you know, doing her thing. Oh, my God. I feel very, very um, overwhelmingly blessed to have, um, to see my um, my daughter out there sharing what she's learned with all these wonderful people who who need it really badly, and I'm just so blessed. You know, I feel like, God, this is amazing. You know, I feel bad when I see something negative written about her. I'm like, I write, Gabby told me not to, but, you know, I whenever I saw anything, like in Facebook or whatever, somebody commenting something that I was, know, I do that too. <laughs> right, and I go, you don't know her. She doesn't like it. <laughs> you don't get it, you know. And uh, so I'm protective. Um, as a mother. I get that way too, just as a fan. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'm also very um, conscious of the fact that she tries to not put that in her space. You know, she tries not to make that part of her thing. She tries to, you know, let it go. Yeah. And uh, understanding that people are what they are and not everyone is going to love you. So Yeah, I I mean, that's a huge huge, huge lesson that, that she's taught me. It's actually in her book. It's a tool in her book where she mentions you and she says that, you know, that, you know, you were defending her on Facebook and she was like, you know, uh-huh. fighting things with silence. And I think um, that's a powerful, powerful tool. But, but I, you know, when you love someone so much, it's, you know, it's that Course in Miracles quote, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. But I think, you know, it's my natural tendency to be like, this person is so amazing. And, how, you know, and I think that that's just a great lesson that, you know, you can't be everything to everybody. And um, when whenever people say something negative, I think I learned this from Cheryl Richardson, but she says that um, it's if, you, if someone says something negative to you or something rude, you just have to 
feel so sad for them and know if they're talking to me this way, how must they be talking to themselves? You know, the things that they're saying to themselves are probably terrible. So we all, you know, come from different things. And I think she's right about that. I yeah. mean, Cheryl's very wise and she's, she's definitely right about that. That's, that's something that I also think, um, but you know, as far as the, you know, to sort of put a cap on what you asked me, I'm just very, very proud of her, but not in a, ego pride you know i'm just deeply deeply touched that that a child that uh, that i raised and that lived with me has been able to you know use her skills in such a way that you know she's come this far but i knew it was going to happen because not only did i know it when she was born that something major was going to happen with her and that no one was going to get in her way but i'd also had some you know astrological readings by some of my favorite people and, you know, and I had had an awful lot of, um, you know, without her present, you know, with her, obviously her permission. And I learned a lot about what was going to happen to her in advance of her, them happening. And I didn't always share everything with her because I think it's important for people to grow on their own. But I kind of knew somewhere in me that this was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I know that in some of her old lectures, which I listen to, I call them vintage Gabby. Well, I love the way you call them that. I think that is so cute. I know, right? I um, vintage anything, so that's wonderful. I know. So in a couple of them, you um, you spoke. You were like in the audience, and, and I, I always loved the lessons that – that you would give. And, and in one of them, you, you speak a bit about relationships and some of the lessons that, that you've learned with um, finding your way into relationships and using relationships as assignments. Can you talk about any advice you would give for people um, entering in and out of relationships and finding their way with that? You mean like um, a, um, like a lover relationship? Yeah, and friends and, and just finding well, what so suits you. Really. In some ways they're very much alike, but in a lot of ways they're quite different. I mean, I, I'd have to speak to one or the other and then I'll have to see if I do, uh, whether they turn out to be quite similar. They probably do. But, um, you know, if you're going to be with someone, if you're going to choose to hang around with someone and be with them on a regular basis – you know, it's nice. It, it would be wonderful if your karma was such that, you know, and your upbringing was such that you felt so good about yourself that you could you could really um, pick a person who mirrors that goodness in you and you have a great time and a great relationship. You don't have to go through any nonsense along the way. But unfortunately, um, you know, that isn't always the case because when you're young and you're going through vulnerable times, no matter how much spirit has been in your life you know you sometimes do pick the wrong people and um so i guess my biggest thing would be you know if you feel inside you a feeling of this isn't right you know there's something not right here then try to listen to that feeling now sometimes those feelings can come after you've already gotten yourself wrapped up in something you know you're you're committed to it in a way and Depending on your nature, you can either, you know, get rid of that situation, you know, kind of, or sometimes people, for their whatever their karma is, have to live through a, a long stretch of time with somebody that they really aren't right to be with to learn, like, I, like we've talked about, to learn whatever the lessons are to get you hopefully to eventually get to a place where you pick 
better people for yourself. I would have to say that I'm one of those people that has been through um, a number of relationships in my life. And I kind of see that you have to, once again, like I said before, you have to be careful what you wish for. Yeah. That's interesting. And I think that's something, um, you know, it's one of those things in the moment, you may not know why it's happening. But I think having that perspective that there's always a lesson in every situation can really just be comforting in that. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, you can really waste an awful lot of time and years. And I mean, I don't like to say waste because right. like I said before, maybe it is that it was like that because you had to learn certain lessons. But, you know, as I look back on my life, I don't know. I guess I had to go through the relationships that I went through in order to end up where I am. And, you know, um, I'm grateful to be where I am. Um, I like where I am very much. And, you know, I, I don't know as everybody can say that. Um, I've accepted the um, the um, wonderful things about the way I am. I've accepted whatever the limitations might be about where I am. Um, and I look at them as um, opportunities for humility. Yeah. I love that. Um, speaking of that and kind of that that influence of believing everything happens for a reason and really understanding that and knowing that connection, you know, between your, your mind and your body, how was it for you that you chose to, you know, raise Gabby and, and both your children in a homeopathic way? Could you talk about, uh, talk to us a little bit about like the mind body connections and any, lessons you've learned over time when it comes to the way that you treat your body and the way that you take care of your both your mind and your body together? Well, you know, I have to give um, credit to Gabby's dad for all that because he was the one that really, um, you know, we found out about homeopathy at a point where um, it was important to him and not that it wasn't important to me to take care of the kids in, in that kind of way. I mean, we we had already had the kids vaccinated and we had, you know, it wasn't until we moved down, back down to New York when they were, um, what were they, four and two maybe or something like that at the time, that um, when we moved down to Larchmont where the dad came from, that um, really I think we connected with a woman who was into homeopathy and, and we met the guy that she was working with. And, um, you know, she was, I don't know, that's, that's when it all began. And admittedly, I would say that Edgar, her, her dad has really stayed with it in a big, big, big way. I mean, I've done all kinds of ways of healing. I've tried a lot of different styles of, of healing and, um, you know, certainly homeopathy plays into it, but I'm not, married just to homeopathy um but it you know it's something that my ex-husband was really more the one you should um talk to about that I, I tried to go along with what he wanted there were times though when it scared me because you know the kids would have a fever and it would be like okay belladonna you know i'm not you know not that i minded that it was belladonna that got rid of the fever but what I minded was that it was just this tiny little amount that you, you could, you know, it was like a sugar pill or something. Mm -hmm. So I used to worry because they were my kids, you yeah. know? And, uh, so, um, in many ways, I think Edgar's responsible for having done that in the family. 
and I was responsible to get myself to a place where I felt comfortable with it so that I didn't feel like out of the water with that because I was oftentimes inclined when they had fevers or whatever it was to think, oh, my God, they need antibiotics or, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I won't say that they never took those things. And, you know, and there are times, I guess, in life when you kind of have to succumb to certain things like that. I mean, even right now for me, I had to succumb to an antibiotic uh, this week because I fell last week. And um, and and um, as it turned out, I, I just I, I didn't want to go to the hospital or the doctor. Actually, it happened with the kids. But um, eventually, um, after three or four days, I did take myself. And they said, you do have an infection and you have to treat it, you know. So... What can I say? Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about balancing between Western and Eastern medicine. It's like, you know, a a couple, um, like about a year ago, I was, I had a really bad cooking injury on Thanksgiving, and I had to get um, stitches in my hand, and I was so happy to, that there was Western medicine at that point, and that, you know, my my skin literally grew itself back together, and, and that, you know, that's the power of my thoughts and my mind and believing that it could, but I was also really happy to have the stitches and to, um, you know, just to, that when there's certain traumas and there's certain things that happen, it's great to have Western medicine. I think it's just about balancing and being open to alternative ways of healing and open to all sorts of ways of healing. And it sounds like that's really kind of the way you approach it as well. Yeah, I would say that that's true Um, overall because, you know, in my own health situations, I have definitely approached it that way. I've tried all kinds of alternatives and then I've oftentimes, or not oftentimes, but majorly in this last situation where I was trying to get rid of something, I I ended up... uh, going with regular medicine and and then thank god that I did because if I hadn't I don't know if I'd be here today. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I love that. And I think, you know, one of my friends and I talk about this all the time. It's like if you believe that western medicine is going to heal you, it probably will. If you believe an alternative therapy will heal you, it probably will. It just But it really- couldn't it couldn't heal me, okay? Because I tried it all. I tried so many, many things, and it and it wasn't what was going to heal me because what I had had to be had to go, you know, and yeah. it didn't go through um, John of God. It just didn't get out. Although John of God was very helpful to get me to a regular doctor in terms of you know, I felt that was there, and um, it couldn't help through this other guy Doug Lieber with all of his stuff, and it couldn't. It was so many things that I tried, and um, eventually it just you know came to the point where I had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's all just about being open and being open to all the different things and and blending things together like like you talked about there. And I think that's the same for health and your physical body to your mind and your spiritual practice. And I think that's something that, that Gabby teaches as well. And I know that I believe of just blending what works for you in all different modalities from, you know, A Course in Miracles and Kundalini Yoga and different types of meditation and and different types of practices and taking in all of it. And I think that's why Gabby, one of the reasons why um, Gabby is so successful and I connect with her in in so many ways is it's blending all of these amazing things and just being a curator for it all. So I guess I would love to know, you know, on that vein – um, when it comes to spirituality and your current um, spiritual practice, what does it look like today, and how has it grown and shifted over time? 
Well, um, there was a time when I needed to be in the presence of, um, shall I use the word gurus? I needed to, I didn't, you know, I went, I, I, I did try many different paths. I went to the Integral Yoga uh, Silent Retreat in 1974 with, with Satchitananda. And then I um, spent time in the Siddha Yoga Path with Guru Mai. Um, I... I liked being around their energy, but I never chose to be a like um, a disciple from the point of view that that was the only thing I was going to do, and I was going to live there and do save there, and that was how my life was going to be. I, I I always felt that you know those things were very helpful to me. I learned so much from them. I honor them like unbelievable, but at the same time, I feel now like. I'm able to walk a path without all of that extra support. Like I'm able to um, find a, um, you know, within me. It's it's in me. It's not. It's a path that I walk every day, every moment. Mm. I love that. It reminds me of you know something Gabby always says: "You are the guru. You are the teacher." And reminding us of that, and that's. You know, it's it's trippy for me. It's it's crazy to think because I you know admire so many people, and your daughter's the big one, and um, you know, and that's something she really teaches that we're all the guru, and we all have it in us. And going within to find that inspiration is is something that's really important. It is. I mean, look, we do what we do in our life. It's, every day isn't the same. Every feeling, every moment isn't the same. But you know, you go up, you go down. Whatever you do, you know, but. There are some critical things that you have to know about this life that, you know, let's say you get hysterical, something happens, or, I mean, let's face it, there are things that can happen that are out of your control that could be pretty horrible. But then let's just say we're talking like, you know, a normal world where you you go up and down because of life's things. I don't want to delve into the things that could like, you know, throw you off your, your game majorly, but let's just go into a normal, you know, kind of lifestyle. Um, you know, it's important to recognize when you get into a negative space and to breathe with the fact that you're not your feelings, mm. you know, that you're not. And that if you really have the time and you feel like, you know, that you can just breathe into it, you know, within a few minutes, those feelings don't exist anymore. You begin to see the, the power in that statement. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And it was funny, I, I wrote this down to ask you, you know, tools for getting back into the flow when you have kind of fallen out or you feel kind of out and you know Gabby just wrote a tool of 108 of them really and um right I was kind of wondering what some of your favorite tools were for that and I think you kind of mentioned one of just feeling the feeling well if you know I I've learned a, a number of tools um when I was really going through a difficult period when I with my with my health and I was scared uh because when you're told you have something and then, and then you go through all the tests about what you have, then you get all these answers back. And sometimes the answers are frightening. And you don't have the opportunity to sort of call the doctor on a whim and say, well, what do you mean I have tumor markers, you know? Well, what, what does that mean? You know, am I going to, do I have cancer? You know, that kind of thing. Because you're all, I was always looking out for, I just want to be healthy. I don't want to have cancer. And so far, luckily, I haven't seen that come up. But, but you know, when you don't know and you don't have a meeting with your doctor for a little while, and I would have like things like that that would come up. And during that period, 
I, um, I found a uh, bodhisattva through a friend who's a psychiatrist who or actually is a psychologist. Um, I have never physically met him, but um, out of his own, um, his own, he's a friend of my cousins and he, he would call me periodically or I would call him and he would give me a little time. And, and he's actually a psychologist from the point of view of spirituality. And he said to me after hearing some of my stories, you know, you, you remind me so much of Manjushri. And I, so I looked up Manjushri and I, and I uh, learned his mantra, uh, his powerful mantra. And, you know, I, I learned more about Manjushri. And so what I gleaned from learning was that Manjushri was this bodhisattva that would, um, you know, protect himself in, you know, when he, when things were not good and he would, he would, uh, throw a sword in the air with, with his right hand and hold it tight and then put his hand over his heart and he would yell out his um, mantra, which is Om Pachina Dahihi. And that's the way I say it. It may not be right. It might be said differently in, in, in the Indian uh, dialect. But So there were many times when I used that tool and if I were home alone and feeling scared or feeling you know, in a situation I didn't like, I would really yell it out. And it, I would just lift my sword in the air and hold my heart and yell out Om Namah Pachina Dahihi. And it really, really helped. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm going to have to have you write that down so we can put it in the show notes for people. Okay. I have, I think I have it, um, it you know, I tried to translate it on, on uh, Google when I, you know, I have this picture and I have it written out in its, in its uh, Hindi form and then our Buddhist form. And then I tried to listen, to, you know, see where, what the words sound like. So I think I'm okay with it. It's just an amazing, amazingly powerful tool. That's all I can say. I mean, I would scream that sucker out <laughs> <laughs> and it would really help me. And then, so that's one. And then, um, then there were times when I, there are times when I sit in front of my altar and I, you know, as, as Gabby has learned through me and as Gabby enjoys, you know, tarot cards and, and um, you know, runestones and, and um, you know, chi chi things and all those fun things that are tools, um, you know, I would sit, I remember there were at least four times and one of the times I brought my husband into my circle to do it with me because I was feeling he needed it also because, you know, the person that's with you as you're going through fear, you know, they can't help but pick up on your fear because it's the energy that's around you. So, you know, I, I would bring him into it and we would sit and hold hands and we would, you know, I, I, we, I would uh, speak rather than just take it inside, but I would ask for grace to release the fear and to, you know, let me accept whatever it was that was going to come to me, but, you know, to um, give me the best that they could, you know, do the, you know, do the best that you can for me here. And then after that, I would choose something like a card or something from a, from one of my many decks that I love to work with. And, and it always came out exactly as I needed. I mean, always. And you know what? Right after I did it, the pain went away. So good. I'm telling you, it was shocking to me when it happened because 
it's kind of like you, you go back to, okay, why did I do spiritual things? Because there was nothing going on and I was bored. You know, why did I end up doing jewelry? Because uh, there was nothing on and I was bored. Or, or, or uh, I was unhappy because there weren't people around. Why did I uh, play music? Because I was sort of lonely and I wanted to share myself with people. And that was the way that I felt um, I could speak to them the best way. Why, why did I sit in front of an altar and pray like that? Well, because I was afraid. You know, you, you look at all the, the crossroads of your life. Yeah. It's, it's like it reminds me a lot of um, Wayne Dyer's new book, or I think it's his most recent book, but, um, you know, I can see clearly now, and he kind of goes back over the memoir of his life and notices, you know, what happened, why this had to happen the way it did, and it, all of the paths that led him to the lessons he needed to learn and the practices that, that he does. And um, it's pretty cool to kind of see you kind of looking back to doing that. And, you know, I try to, in my own life, notice you know, when things are happening and I cannot understand why, just try to take a step back and say, even if I can't see clearly now, someday I will be able to, right? Well, I mean, sometimes it's not about you seeing clearly. Sometimes it's just about you letting go. Yes. I mean, you don't have to always see clearly in terms of seeing the end result or seeing why this happened or, you know, all the all the sort of like, stories that are around it you know it's kind of like you tell the truth about what's going on and it disappears and that's a very strong message that I did learn many years ago when I did go and I'm not saying this because I'm promoting this particular thing because I don't promote it necessarily because I'm not somebody who's into est and stuff like that but I did take the training and that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned in that training was that when you tell the truth about what's going on for you it disappears Wow, that's powerful. When you tell the truth about what's going on for you, it disappears. I feel like that was the, the tarot deck card I needed to hear right now because I think um, that's, that's really important for me. And I think when it comes to, to fears and fears that we're holding on to and things that are really um, tantalizing to us and like really stuck on, and I would love your, your opinion on this, of like when it comes to fears that you're holding on to, do you think just getting super authentic and real about it is the best way to release it, whether it's in your journal or um, to another person? Definitely. Do you have any other tips there on releasing really stuck fears in your mind? Well, I think what I said, you know, it, it's one thing to, to share it with someone else, yeah, mm -hmm. to speak it, to Matrika Shakti is a very powerful tool, speaking of the, the, the use of the power of the spoken word, but you have to be careful who you say it to and because you don't want to say it to somebody who isn't real, isn't able to understand it with you and help you. You don't want to have it turn around on you and it be like, well, whatever they might say to you. You know, you want to make sure. Yeah, like you're right. You know, that fear is true or something. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, there's lots of things to be fearful about. And um, I don't want to start the list, you know, but um, you do have to live in the moment. You do have to breathe in the moment. You do have to ask for what you need in the moment. You know, I, I had to, you know, I won't say who, but there was someone the other day who, you know, and I won't say who because I don't think it's right to, but it was just a person that's very close in my life that that created a negative space around us because the person felt disappointed by something that had to be changed at the last minute. And um, 
And it's kind of the nature of this person's style is that they want to be in the moment and they try to practice being in the moment and they go to therapy to be in the moment, Mm -hmm. but they don't 100% get it until they're faced with somebody that says, like I did the other day, look. And, And the way that I think I said it made this person realize, look, I am sitting here and we're in the space together and something changed that you don't like. Well, I understand that and I don't like it either, but you have to be in the moment and say, okay, it changed. Let's go on. You know, you can, you know, you can say nicely, gee, that's, gee, that's a shame. But to start, you know, turning it into this angst, that yeah. then creates all this negative energy in the room and you feel like you're being blown out of the room by negative energy. And, you know, it really worked. It really worked when I said that. So it turned the whole situ- situation around and I was pleased for that. But as far as these fear, you know, I think a lot of it is trying, you know, really making it, not trying, but being in the moment and breathing and seeing the fear because everybody has things. And just, um, you know, almost asking it to uh, let go, you know, let go and let God, you know, um, go someplace, go, go back into the place where you came from and um, like that. I think that's, it's sort, sort of like you grow into a place where you, you kind of naturally don't fear as much. Now, let's face it, if you're in a fearful situation, if you're in it, you know, it's not something you're thinking about, but if you're in it at the moment, that that's another thing, you know. Yes, you can use every tool that you that you have in your toolbox to to get yourself out of it, but if it's if it's really scary to you, then honor that. That this is really scaring me. You know, like when I thought my mom was going to die, this winter and I went in and, out of, in and out of the hospital with her many, many times. And I let the kids know because they're, they're adults now. I let them know what was going on as best I knew. And there were times, there was a time when I was ready to call, you know, the person I thought, Oh, this is it. She's, you know, I got to call somebody to come and pick up her body at the hospital. And, um, cause I've been through this before with my dad. It's kind of like there was finally a time where I you know, Gabby and I would go back and forth, and Gabby was very positive. She was like, I don't see it yet, Mom. I just don't see Grammy going yet. I see her having some more time. And, you know, I honor Gabby's vision. And then she would say, I, I don't hear Grampy coming to me and telling me that she's coming. And, I, you know, I honor Gabby's vision enough so that I could accept that. But at the same time, I was the one immersed in it. Like I said, when you're in the midst of this thing that's causing the fear, when you're there looking at this person who you love, who you've been trying so hard to keep her safe right yeah so it's like I remember calling Gabby and I was able with Gabby because I trust Gabby I was able to cry with her release my fear you know accept whatever was going to come but at that point I needed someone else and that and luckily I have her and it is her grandmother so I was able to call on that Mm, that's amazing, and I I kind of mirror that story, you know, with my with my mom and my grandma and what what she's going through right now too. And um, you know, it's it's really it's a tough time to you know see that within my mom and um, 
her sadness around it, but it's also empowering to me to know that I can kind of be that that light and that source that can be helpful in her life. And yeah. um, and I love that. And you know, you are one step away. You know, I mean, it's like you're you're a step away. You're the daughter of the mother who's the mother is dying. You know, right. so like you, you know, it. as much as you love the grandma. Yeah. So much of so much of your life is not wrapped up in taking care of her. I think that's the thing. When you're wrapped up in being physically around and taking care of the person, then sometimes fear can just be unbelievable. But at the same time, and not not that it's unbelievable. I mean, it, it can it can crop up, is what I mean to say. It just it can crop up. How can it not? And um, but I do have good ways of working with it. I mean, I rem- I do have. I mean, I. I do I do truly believe somewhere deep inside me that I'm going to be with my family again. I I do truly believe deep inside me that the people that I love that influenced me that are with that are there that they're in me, you know, that they're that they're with me all the time and that um their influence isn't going anywhere and that they protect me and um you know, so I guess I have enough faith Enough faith. Yeah, faith and tools. Faith and tools. Yeah, yeah, that's the perfect combo right there. Yeah, yeah. Because without the tools, you can have faith. Like a lot of people, and I don't mean to put down religion, you know, structured religion, but a lot of people get involved in their own religious background because that's all they know, and they don't have the consciousness to take it any further. And what happens is they, they look at that as their answer. And then, you know, there's sometimes when that is not your answer anymore, you know. Yeah, I suppose that it could be, you know, helpful to make you feel a little bit better if, you, if you've if you been bad and you go and, and you do a, a, you know, Father, forgive me for I have sin deal. But, and they tell you to do whatever you're going to do. And then maybe you feel like, okay, I'm fine now. But that's not the way I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I completely agree. And I think that that's, a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so now I want to get personal with you and ask my favorite question that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. Could you walk us through your morning routines, any, any specifics you do to start your day and why that's important for how the rest of your day goes? Okay. Well, I'm very fortunate in that I don't have to work a regular job anymore. I um I have I've married a, a lovely man. I've been with him for ten years, and I don't have to get up and run out and put on a suit and or put on anything and go t- go work. So, I uh, first I honor that in the morning. Honor that in the morning. I say, you know, thank you so much, you know, for being that in my life and helping me end up in this situation. I wake up, and I um. Oftentimes will allow myself to go back to sleep because I feel that, you know, my body is older now and I feel like I have a right to go back to sleep and go back into that, you know, the arms of Morpheus and dream and, and, you know, be in that space. And then if my husband is wanting to be with me at that time, you know, in, in not in, I'm not talking necessarily in a sexual way, but in an intimate way of like just even hugging or whatever. Um, I feel that I will do that. So sometimes that happens with us now. So we'll just like go back to sleep together, shall I say, by cuddle. just, you know, cuddle and, and it's important 
uh, I always had problems with cuddling because of the way I was raised, and I learned how to do that because it's important to my husband, so I'll, I'll do that with him in the morning. And not forever, but, you know, an extra hour sleep or whatever it might be. And then um, I feel good because I've done something that made somebody else feel good, serve or suffer, Pisces motto. Mm-hmm. And then um, did you hear that, serve or suffer? I love that. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Motto, yeah. So uh, then I will get up and um, uh, I usually um, I don't meditate or anything like that. I come downstairs. I fix. I always fix myself some nice tea that I get over at the Woodstock Tea Shop, and I um, I will uh, think about my day. I will sit down. I'll have my. I take. Um, probiotics i'll take my vitamins and stuff that i need to take for my health and then i'll i'll um take some chia seeds and eat them somehow and um and then i will um sit down and think about my day and wonder what the day is going to bring and i have a lot of creative things that are all around me and many different directions that can go in and sometimes people will contact me and ask me to go in a direction like you did when you wanted the gloves and you know, then when I'm contacted and somebody wants me to go in a direction, I know exactly what I'm going to do that day. And I know exactly how I'm going to feel about doing it. And I just get it out and work on it and, you know, make sure it's done as best I can do. And then um, if I don't have anything planned, then um, I'll just like this morning, I just sat quietly outside on the front stoop and watched the birds because I'm, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, if you sit quietly out there, you can be pretty close to them and, you know, they'll come and you can, and I've been spending a lot of time listening to the different bird calls and um, looking at the different birds and feeding them and I put a house out for them and one of them is in it now and, you know, just kind of like get some sun and relax. Yeah, your way to connect. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. So that's how I'll get up and do my thing. And then, if there is something I do have to do, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a person who um, necessarily sits and meditates and I don't know exactly why that is, but I have to say that um, I don't, I think, and I'm not positive and somebody might correct me, but I think the reason is because I feel like I'm always in a meditation state. Um, You know, my kids might beg to differ because, you know, the other day, you know, the kids might beg to differ and say, oh, mom, you're not always in it, you know. But um, I kind of feel like I am in this sort of path and state where I don't have to necessarily always sit. But Gabby, I know she really believes in all that, and I used to believe in it really majorly. And I have sat and meditated and gotten really, you know, a lot out of it. But I don't feel the need right now to have to do that, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think Gabby kind of, says the same thing too of like you know sometimes she sits for an hour sometimes it's five minutes but she you know people have asked her in interviews before like you know how often do you meditate or how long do you meditate and she always says you know I'm always meditating you know like well, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying right you know that's that's exactly what I'm saying it's 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 not a thing that you kind of just do once in a while you live in it yeah yeah, and it's, you know, it's meditating while you're making the bed, meditating while you're getting ready for the day. It's just right. mindfulness and present, you know, when you're eating or preparing food and um, and all of that. I think that's that's 
really important and, and, and kind of key to all of this. Yeah, I, I think that's a lot of it. And witnessing, being in a witness mind, you know, being able to witness yourself in the moment and seeing what you're doing and seeing, you know, in that moment, if, if you're feeling okay about what you're doing and, you know, and changing that, you know, for yourself immediately, if you feel that it's, you know, you need to be in a different sort of space, shall I say, not necessarily physical space, but, um, you know, conscious space. I mean, I, I know that there's many things I could be doing probably that would, would, would be absolutely fabulous. And I've done them, you know, at different times. And I've had the moments of, oh, my God, like when I did Qigong with somebody and and she she was taught by a, Chi- a, a Chinese man that she was his lover and she was living in my apartment at the time helping me pay the rent. And I remember, you know, I was talking about this the other day, how, you know, she, we went for a long walk and then when we came back, we were on the, out- this is when I lived in Larchmont, we were outside and she just taught me these Qigong exercises for the liver which is a you know my being of existence and it has been but it's getting better now it's almost healed but um she just taught me these amazing breathing qigong exercises and my god it was the same feeling like i have when i do um the manjushri um you know it's a certain way that you feel when you do use the tool yeah yeah, and then just knowing that it's your your free will and your choice and not feeling guilty when you don't, but just knowing they're there and you can use them when you need to and, and that's that's what they're for. I mean, I hate to say that, you know, it's only when I'm, things are going bad. No. That, you know, but because but sometimes it's not like that. But, you know, it, it, there have been moments when I've questioned that, you know, like, yeah. gee, I, you know, I was feeling so bad and then I made myself feel better. You know, it's like, well, hey, listen. Good for you. Buffo. You made yourself feel better. You know, don't don't analyze it so much. Yes. Yes. Like taking the pressure off, you know, even like with the question that I asked about morning routines, you know, I like recently wrote something about this. It was like, use all of the tools as a buffet and take what you want and leave the rest. And every day you come to the buffet, take something different and it's okay. And like consistency doesn't have to be so dogmatic and structured. And, and I really, I readily resonate with what you're saying about that. Well, that's why Gabby's new book is so yes. perfect. It's such a perfect book for people because you don't have to read it from cover to cover, you know. Mm-hmm. You could if you want to read everything. I mean, you know, if you're really into it, you could read every one and do every one and um, see how it makes you feel. Yes. You know? But if you also weren't inclined that way, you could, you know, as she has said, put your hand on it. Yep. And- you know, say a prayer and open it to the right page and do that one. And it's kind of like it becomes like a book that's a tarot deck. Yeah, and it, and it's great that you mentioned that and how spot on the cards that you chose in your practice have always been for you. And, you know, I will say from experience that it's so amazing doing that with Gabby's book. Like, it's so cool. And I know she's mentioned many times that, you know, eventually it will be a tarot deck. And I love using it in that way. And, of course, you know, reading it cover to cover is great, too, to see all of the tools. And then, then you can be even more amazed when the right one comes out for you, when you've knowing what's already in there. That's kind of a cool way to do it, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, um, it's just um, recognition of the truth. Yes, yeah. And, and I think that um, so much of life can get so 
bogged down and complicated if you don't just clear space in your aura field to know that you can recognize the truth and to honor that peace inside yourself and to say, okay, you know, I, I can recognize that that feeling that I had from that experience or that reading that I just did or that breathing exercise that I just did or that, you know, um, mantra that I just yelled in the air or that card that I just picked or whatever it is, you know, that moment that I just felt or being around a saint or whatever, you know, is um, amazing. It's just amazing. It's, It's beyond words. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the mindfulness and bringing it to all areas of your life and really making life kind of a moving meditation, um, I would love to know, you mentioned making your chia seeds in the morning, but when it comes to food and your relationship with food and your body, what kind of wisdom and um, advice do you have on that vein about finding peace in your relationship with food and your relationship with your body? Well, I, I've called out to Gabby a lot for help on this. And um, in many ways, sometimes I've responded, when she's told me what she thinks I should do, I've reacted by, uh, like, almost like being the child and she's the mother. And, you know, tried to say, but I'm fine, you know, whatever it is, you know. Um, but I think what's happened recently is that um, I have decided to, to go with her idea of... Um, the uh, no sugar, no yeast, um, um, you know, rather than going on, like I, I feel like I have 15 pounds to lose, but I've already lost four since I started this. So it's like, I feel like, um, I feel like I have like 14 more to go. Maybe it was more than 15, but um, I know that for me, it's important to not get heavy because it's not good for the liver. And that's my, what I'm healing right now, my main thing that I'm healing right now, and it's going well. And I don't drink, so that's another part of what, and believe me, I used to love to drink. I mean, I used to love to have a Manhattan or whatever, but I just, you know, I just don't drink. And, you know, I have to be around people that do because, you know, there are still people in my world that that like to have cocktails and stuff, but I just don't do it. And now I've had to clear out even my non-alcoholic beer because that's fermented. So, you know, Gabby got me started on this right after Mother's Day. The next day when I went to her place and she gave me the book, um, whatever the Candida book is. I've got it here somewhere. Uh, Shall I get it so I can tell you what it is in case people want to know what it is? Yeah, sure. You can tell us after. Okay. Well, anyway, so I I, I have this, you know, and I kind of like right between the lines. and But what I got was it was, you know, I'm kind of, I think Gabby and I are similar this way. I'm better just going on something that tells me what not to eat, and then I can go ahead and eat whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? It says, don't eat this, don't eat that, don't eat this, don't have that. And then I can go ahead and go, oh, okay, well, I'm hungry right now. I'm going to go have a smoothie made of almond milk and stevia, a little bit of stevia and some berries and maybe a little bit of almond butter, and I'm going to make that thing in my blender and, you know, and it'll fulfill me and make me satisfied. I have to just look to different foods to make me satisfied. Um, you know, last night we were out and these people were eating a lot of crazy food. And, you know, we had had supper already. And we went out to hear some music in Woodstock. And I'm sitting there going, 
looking and it, for the first time in a long time, I was able to sit there and watch them eat their pizza and their mussels and their garlic bread and all this stuff and not be having even an interest in it. Mm. So this, it's only been five days. I mean, Gabby said, you know, get this streak calendar and keep track of it. So that's what I've been doing. And, you know, it's wonderful. I feel like I'm really empowered by this particular thing and it's different than anything else I've ever done. I mean, I've done a lot of things, but, you know, you do a juice fast. You do it for a period. I've done these, like, two, three-week juice fast. You do it for a period of time. You definitely lose weight, you know. But then when you're off of it, it's like, what do you do then, you know? And so this plan, I feel like, for some reason, for the first time in a long time, I'm seeing my scale go down. Well, it's really interesting, I think, you know, with um, – with- the way that you're speaking of it's it's a lifestyle and it's not it's not a diet it's not a cleanse it's just a different way of living and it's not it's something that's sustainable and it's really about you know bringing that mindfulness to food and and one of my favorite probably my number one favorite um anything that Gabby's created is her finally full program where she really dives into not it's not you know practical tools of eat this then and eat this here it's the really mindfulness tools of the energy that you're bringing to the times when you're eating and really focusing in in on what the energy you're bringing to your food is and I think that that's um, really important that it's something that's sustainable well Gabby has um you know, in our home, for whatever the reason, there was a lot of, you know, eating fast, and and the father ate fast, and then, you know, everybody else ate fast, and there was a lot of that, so, you know, these are things we've had to work on, and we've had to work on the consciousness of not doing that, and we've had to work on, um, you know, just the slowdown process, and I think she's done a lot of that hard work, and I've done a lot of that hard work, uh, and we, we remind ourselves of that all the time. It's kind of like now I've been falling a lot lately, and I um, I have to remind myself when I'm walking. Well, I'm not falling anymore, but I was falling a little bit, and now I have to remind myself. You know, just go slow, go slow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you know th- that sort of consciousness. But um, the food thing, Gabby has turned into you know a creative cook. She she really loves to cook. She and she prefers to eat at home as to eat out, which I think is you know a blessing really for her because it's a blessing for anyone to have the skill to be able to. Of course, you know she watched people who cooked, and she comes from a line of people who who were really good at cooking and making things, making something out of nothing. You know, mm-hmm. my her her grandmother that she never really knew, her father's uh, mother who knew her only for a year and a half, which was terribly sad for all of us. But uh, her, her, she, she was like a Holocaust survivor type thing. And, you know, she, she, could, she knew, you know, she was always like, keep your money under your mattress type, you know. But um, she was one of these women who could make a delicious soup out of parsley. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she didn't need a lot to make something good. And um, in some ways I see... Gabby reminds me of the different, I look at, like, who does she remind me of? What does she Mm -hmm. like, you know? And then um, I think that the food thing, if a person feels that they have to go out to eat and buy stuff that other people make all the time, I find that to be sad because it's not something that came from within. 
You know, it's something that came from somebody else's within. And I don't feel the pleasure of eating something as much. Yeah, okay, once in a while it is fun to go out to a restaurant. No doubt, especially when you know it's a great restaurant and has really good food and, you know, you're, you're going with friends and you're going to have a good time and you're going to get what you want and, you know, it's good. But it's another thing when you're buying takeout food all the time. Um, I mean, unless it's... Um, I don't know. I don't buy into that. I just think that, you know, yes, there are people that make really good takeout food, but. Yeah. I mean, I think the the lesson here, I think that the main takeaway is just that it's an honoring of yourself to cook for yourself and nourish yourself and put that energy into your food and know where your food is sourced and know all of that. And that goes into your body and that can help with how you feel in the world. And a big lesson for me was, you know, when it's not about weight and it's not about how you look and it's more about how you feel. Mm-hmm. And and I know that's something Gabby says, you know, she got off coffee and got off sugar and, and all of those things, you know, that I've implemented as well in my life. And it's just really that it's not about how you look or any of those vanity things. It's like, yes, your skin and your hair gets better and all of that great but really it's like I want to have serious vitality to be able to do this work you know yeah. and I think that's a powerful powerful you know diet to be on right that this is a spiritual diet yeah I agree I agree and um it's it's easy to be thrown off because there's always that voice that wants to come and throw you right off that little wagon yeah and it gets and in that voice gets louder the more you when things get good too you know and it's just using your tools to come back and yeah. i love that yeah. yeah so let's wrap with some quick fire questions you ready for them i'm ready okay favorite color blue favorite yoga pose the tree favorite practical self-care action that you do for yourself eat right Number one or best place or wherever you hear your ing voice, your intuition the loudest? Around people. Love that. What are some of your evening rituals? We talked about the morning rituals. Some some ways you wind down and relax at the end of a long day. <laughs> oh, you're going to laugh. <laughs> TV. Because <laughs> I do like it. I mean, I do like watching certain certain things on TV. So, and my husband and I enjoy that together. But uh, the but no, I would say, um, you know, maybe um, uh, I sometimes play words with friends online. Aww. Um, I I you know, and part of the reason I like it so much, and um, I I've recently come up with a um, because of it, I've come up with an idea for a screenplay, and I'm probably going to work on that a little bit today but uh, I just really like um, you know playing with the same people for a long 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 time yeah and in in some cases you don't even know who they are you've never met them but you know then all of a sudden your Facebook friends you start seeing a little bit about their life you know it's a way for you to connect that's awesome and it's about connecting yeah I like that a lot and then sometimes I'll just um, play a card game because I like gin rummy and but you know then then I like I know you'd like to hear me probably say, <laughs> read a good book. Um, <laughs> no, but that's not always my way of sort of chilling out and going down, you know. I like that. I like that honesty and authenticity. I think that's that's needed in Wonderland. I love it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I would tell you know I know it would be probably in many ways so much better for me to just say oh I listen to really wonderful music. No, you know I do I do oftentimes take a bath though before I go to bed. That is one of those ritualistic type experiences that I will do is take a nice beautiful nice bath and you know feel like I'm relaxed and then get into bed. So yeah, love that. Yeah. What is your favorite memory of Gabby when she was growing up or just anything that pops into your mind? <laughs> oh, my God. My favorite memory is when she came down from college to this lake house that I had. And uh, she arrived, and it was a beautiful day. And she was in a good enough mood to sort of do what I wanted. And I said, let's go down to the lake and take a swim. And the water was perfect, and we went in the water, and um, it was just beyond my wildest expectations to be able to be in the water with my daughter at that moment. And it was just like, I haven't had it since, really, because that particular exact type of moment, because, you know, it just wasn't, nothing can exact a moment, you know? Right, right. But I, I think that, you know, that's something that I, that was something with Gabby that I did that I felt was absolutely fabulous. You're talking about what I did with Gabby or something that she did on her own? Yeah, well, either way, I guess. I mean, you know, on her own, I mean, <laughs> it was just, let me think. Uh, uh, I think when she sat and meditated with me, that was a pretty big moment. Yeah, and it sounds like it was a big moment in her life, and she definitely mentions that a lot. Yeah, and I... And um, eventually I took the two kids with me to meet Guru Mai and, you know, and I wanted them to be in that energy. And um, I got their Hindi names, which was nice. I got mine and theirs and from her. And it, it was a nice moment in time for, um, for me and my kids, too. That was a wonderful thing I did with Gabby. I love that. A couple more quick fires. So what is your favorite day of the week? Hmm. Um... I'm thinking about it because I like every day. Every day is my favorite day. I love that. What is your favorite hour of the day? <laughs> I don't have a favorite. I just love them all. I just <laughs> really, I love all the all the moments in the day. I'm, you know, I'm. I don't have a particular favorite. I never even thought about having a favorite moment in the day, or you know, I just I like it all. That's an amazing answer. What is your f- favorite thing you've eaten in, say, the last week? Something that was really yummy that sticks out. Well, that berry that berry um, smoothie was pretty damn good. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. Yeah, it was very good. I, I wrote Gabby, because I said, I wrote her a text. I said, can I have, and I listed off the things I was going to put in it, because I was feeling like a sweet craving, you know. I said, can I have this, 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 this. She said, yep. So, <laughs> I went ahead and made it, and it was delicious. So I think that that smoothie was really, and I'm, you know what's going to happen? When I get off the phone with you today, or off this call eventually, I'm going to make myself another one. Amazing. I wish I could come over and we could share one, or I could make you one. It would be fun. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> All right. Um, if you could have one superhero power for a day, which would it be? Maybe to fly. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. So my last question I ask everyone, and I'm so excited to get your answer. So as you know, the name of my blog and this podcast is The Wellness Wonderland. So when I offer that term to you, to live in a wellness wonderland, what comes up? What does that mean to you? 
Um, it means that I should breathe every, I should breathe uh, and just think positively and, and um, create positive energy around me. Mm, beautiful. I love that answer and all of the wisdom that you shared. This has been such a blast. Thank you everyone for listening and thank you so much for being with me. Oh, you're so welcome, and I really enjoyed this. I was almost thinking a few minutes ago that it would be nice just to talk like this all day long. Yes, it definitely would. Well, that's what happens in Wonderland. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week, but until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation. And like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.